0: is LBC from Global leading Britain's conversation with Darren Adam. Three minutes past three. It's Thursday morning, the 24th of February. It's LBC, Leading Britain's Conversation. I'm Darren Adam with you till four o'clock this morning. Much is happening this morning, as you might uh, be uh, aware, and we have the UN Security Council meeting taking place in New York. We have already heard just before the news from the permanent representative of the UK to the UN, Dame Barbara Woodward, uh, and, and much as all the representatives are doing this morning, trying to place rhetorical pressure on... Vladimir Putin to choose a different path in the days and weeks to come. Simon Marks, however, LBC's Washington correspondent joins me with some breaking news regarding what Vladimir Putin has announced or, or, or sought to announce in the last few minutes. Simon. Yeah,
1: yeah it is too late, I think, uh, for the United Nations to expect Vladimir Putin to take a different path because at 5.45 in the morning, Darren, Moscow time, Vladimir Putin went on television in Russia and announced that he is authorising a special military operation in eastern Ukraine, He said that he is forced to take this action in order to preserve Russian lives, of course, a substantial Russian-speaking population uh, in Eastern Ukraine. And already, observers on the ground are reporting massive explosions in uh, Kramatorsk, which is an area uh, close to the eastern Ukrainian city of Donetsk. Uh, The White House, we are told that President Biden is staying in constant touch with his national security team uh, as these uh, desperate events unfold uh, in Moscow and now in eastern Ukraine. The Russian president, in his address, insisted that he is not planning Uh, a uh, an occupation of ukraine he said he wanted to engage in a special military operation uh, in order to uh, rid ukraine of militants and as he put it to denazify ukraine Uh, now what we don't know of course is the extent to which Uh, Vladimir Putin is going to stop uh, once he has uh, brought about whatever kind of uh, military operation he's now launching in eastern Ukraine. The United States firmly believes that he has every intention of taking this conflict uh, beyond that region and onto the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, with uh, American military strategists uh, tonight Uh, Predicting uh, that there are two clear separate offensives that will take place one focused on eastern Ukraine uh, and the other. Uh, a military sweep from the north down to the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. Multiple reports now of substantial explosions rocking Kramatorsk uh, in eastern Ukraine. Absolutely clear now uh, that this military operation is underway. It is not apparent whether the speech that Vladimir Putin made was live or recorded. There are some social media suggestions uh, that he's wearing very similar clothing, uh, to the clothing that he made when he made his address to the Russian people on Monday night so possibly this was a pre-recorded speech ready to be transmitted precisely at the moment that the United Nations Security Council was beginning to meet in New York and at that meeting of course the UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez who cut short a visit to Africa to make it back to New York to oversee uh, this crisis as the world body now convenes for a second time in the UN Security Council. Antonio Gutiérrez looking directly into the camera and making an extraordinary personal appeal to the Russian President Vladimir Putin. I have only one thing to say from the bottom of my heart. President
0: Putin, stop your troops from attacking
1: the Ukraine. Give peace a chance to many people. already died well those remarks have fallen on deaf ears as it becomes apparent that the russian invasion of ukraine is now moving into full gear Uh, putin in his televised comments issued a warning to the united states to nato and to america's european allies saying a couple of words for those who would be tempted to intervene russia will respond immediately And you will face consequences that you have never faced before in your history. So this is absolutely Vladimir Putin once again uh, making good on the pledges uh, that he made uh, in his speech to the Russian people on Monday night to write what he sees as an historical wrong, the independence of Ukraine, that he uh, simply doesn't recognise recognize that speech on Monday night. He waded back all the way to 1837 in order to advance an argument that the vast majority of historians say carries no water whatsoever, but advancing the argument that Ukraine should never have been granted any modicum of independence and that essentially uh, the Slav people the orthodox people, uh, peoples of uh, Russia and Ukraine should never have been divided. So absolutely apparent now that Vladimir Putin is disregarding the pleas of world leaders and multiple reports now making the point that in that speech uh, that was just transmitted on Russian television, Vladimir Putin was wearing exactly the same suit mm. and the same coloured tie as he was on Monday. We saw uh, a bit of jiggery-pokery with the timing of that national Security Council meeting uh, that was transmitted in full earlier in the week that was clearly tape delayed by multiple hours before it was transmitted and it seems that this speech by Vladimir Putin uh, highly possible uh, that this speech was pre-recorded but uh, the reactions here are really I think reactions of absolute disbelief that Vladimir Putin essentially is now declaring war in Europe it does seem that way, doesn't it? And I wonder,
0: Simon, is anyone is anyone taking any hope from the fact that he is using this phrase special military operation rather than invasion and is specifically saying we we don't intend this to be an occupation? Can can we draw any comfort from that?
1: Well, I think it's very hard to know. I mean, he now there are reports I'm seeing on social media of some explosions in Odessa, uh, booms being heard in Kiev. We don't know what those are. Could be sonic booms. We have no idea. Uh, clearly, Russian forces would not at this point have, have, have reached Kiev, although the uh, United States has argued for weeks that uh, uh, Russian, uh, the Russian campaign would begin with an aerial bombardment uh, of Ukraine. So uh, whether we get some indication in the next few minutes or uh, hours that some kind of aerial assault is underway. I think we have to wait and see, but certainly uh, I'm seeing reports on social media of up to five explosions now uh, being heard in Kiev, multiple explosions uh, taking place in the Ukrainian capital, which would suggest that possibly an aerial uh, invasion uh, of the country is now underway. I mean, he did in his television address insist that this was a special military operation focused on eastern Ukraine. Of course, the cities of Donetsk, and Luhansk, uh, where Vladimir Putin uh, recognized uh, the independence of those two uh, breakaway regions controlled by Russian separatists. I'm now seeing there's been a huge explosion uh, also being reported in the city of Kharkiv. Numerous ongoing explosions being seen uh, on the skyline there. So this would appear now increasingly to be a coordinated major Russian military assault uh, of Kiev uh, uh, of Ukraine not just eastern Ukraine uh, but other parts of the country as well Uh, and that gives us a very clear indication uh, uh, as to what Vladimir Putin's Mm. intentions are here. He's not simply uh, as he maintained in his speech trying to uh, safeguard a a section of eastern Ukraine. He is now seeking regime change in Kiev. He's seeking the ouster of Ukrainian president. President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, there was no uh, uh, the, the White House today would not be drawn uh, when it was asked questions about what efforts it was going to take to safeguard President Zelensky members of his family uh, and other key members of the Ukrainian inner circle uh, but uh, now I'm seeing on social media and also on television here multiple reports of multiple explosions in the major urban populations of Ukraine mm-hmm. the city of of the capital, uh, Kharkiv, uh, and also, of course, in and around Donetsk, with some reports uh, of explosions taking place uh, in Odessa. So this would appear to be a coordinated military assault Uh, of Ukraine by Vladimir Putin's uh, armed forces and uh, a a Mm. major national security crisis for President Joe Biden, for the Prime Minister in Downing Street, for NATO... For all of NATO. For for everybody. A major national security crisis for Europe unfolding this morning before our eyes.
0: Now, the West, Simon, briefly, certainly the US and the UK have made the loudest noises in recent weeks about their certainty that this was going to happen. There had been much optimism from some other voices, from Emmanuel Macron, from Jens Stoltenberg, and indeed the, the head of NATO, that perhaps th- this might be avoidable and could be avoided. Regrettably, that does not seem to be the case. But But have America and and the UK for that matter, are, are they better prepared than other countries because they've been saying from the outset that this was going to happen?
1: Well, I mean, I think the question is what are America and the UK going to do? I mean, uh, clearly this will result in a raft of additional sanctions. There will be those who say uh, that uh, perhaps the full uh, force of sanctions should have been unveiled within the last 36 to 48 hours rather than waiting for the full-scale invasion to begin. The White House said today that the possibility of uh, personally sanctioning Vladimir Putin is very much on the table. What would that uh, I mean? Well, that would how mean, does that work? Uh, well, uh, putting a travel ban in place, uh, freezing uh, his known assets, directly targeting uh, all of those oligarchs who have invested Vladimir Putin's wealth uh, in the West, in London, and in other Western cities. I mean, the oligarchs that have been sanctioned so far by mm, the UK yes. uh, and the US had actually been previously sanctioned. It was more of a uh, an issue of tightening the existing sanctions. So, uh, b- but at the end of the day, if Vladimir putin ousts the government in ukraine removes volodymyr zelensky from power seeks to install some kind of puppet regime of his own the white house today was specifically asked what happens under those circumstances and jen Psaki, the white house press secretary made it apparent not only will the united states not be putting american military boots on the ground in Ukraine, but Joe Biden will absolutely not, she insisted, declare war on Russia. He will not fight a war with Russia over Ukraine. So the tools that are open to him are simply tools of... Sanctions. Yes. uh, You know, trying to use whatever moral weight he can summon uh, here and at the United Nations. But if you're not going to go to the mat to defend Ukraine territorially and to defend Ukraine's sovereignty with military. Uh, With a military commitment, Vladimir Putin will succeed in taking that country back into his sphere of influence, unless, of course, the Ukrainian armed forces perform better than the United Mm. States uh, expects. And I think the key to all of this, to understanding Joe Biden's reticence to go further... Is, is is first of all Joe Biden is the man who campaigned on ending America's uh, entanglement in wars in far off places about which the American public know very little but also an opinion poll that came out today here that showed that only 26% of the American public believe that the United States should be involved in a major way mm. In defending Ukraine it's a long way away from the farmlands of Kansas and they just don't care enough about it and that's partly uh, a driver uh, of uh, Joe Biden's reluctance to get Mm. sucked in to any kind of military conflict
0: well Simon I wonder if those numbers would be replicated in this country or other European countries but that is striking barely a quarter of the U.S. population thinks that, frankly, it's worth going to war over this. Simon, for now, thank you very much. Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. The breaking news this morning is that Vladimir Putin has announced a what he calls a special military operation in the Donbass. As you heard from Simon, though, there are reports, there are sounds of explosions right across Ukraine, and the... Efforts that are still taking place as we sit here at 3.17 UK time this morning, 10.17 in New York. The efforts that are still being made, those rhetorical efforts at the UN Security Council meeting, which was called at the request of Ukraine as a last-ditch attempt to persuade rhetorically Russia onto a different path. That meeting is still taking place, but as you've heard from Simon, it feels as if those words may have been spoken rather too late. Let's go back to LBC's Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, because Joe Biden, President Biden, has made a statement, Simon.
1: Yeah, we've just had this by email from the White House, and I suspect, Darren, that this was uh, written ahead of time because it's obviously been turned out very rapidly, but it's a statement by President Biden on what the White House is calling Russia's unprovoked and unjustified attack on Ukraine. And this is what it says. The prayers of the entire world are with the people of Ukraine tonight as they suffer an unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russian military forces. President Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering. Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring, and the United States and its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. The world will hold Russia accountable. The president goes on to say I will be monitoring the situation from the White House this evening and will continue. Continue to get regular updates from my national security team. Tomorrow, I will meet with my G7 counterparts in the morning. That, of course, was a previously scheduled virtual summit uh, of G7 leaders. And then speak to the American people to announce the further consequences the United States and our allies and partners will impose on Russia for this needless act of aggression against Ukraine and global peace and security. And the statement ends with the president saying, we will coordinate with our NATO allies to ensure a strong united response that deters any aggression against the alliance. Tonight, Jill and I Are praying for the brave and proud people of Ukraine so we know we're going to be getting an address to the nation tomorrow from President Biden we know that he is calling this unprovoked unjustified predicting that it is going to bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering and that Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack would bring there is no way back from the events of the last half an hour or so. No way back from that statement. No way back from the action that Vladimir Putin uh, has uh, set in train tonight in Ukraine. It is impossible to imagine a situation that we were facing Uh, as recently as Sunday night. The idea of a summit meeting between Presidents Biden and President Putin uh, to try and defuse this situation. We are now entering a completely new period uh, of relations between uh, the United States and Russia and it is absolutely Vladimir Putin that has sparked that. There are Uh, seasoned foreign policy observers here uh, who uh, suspect that Vladimir Putin has underestimated both the extent of the resistance that he will face in Ukraine and the extent of the anger among Russian citizens that he will face about the prospect of sparking a war. But as we've seen over the last, what, 96 hours, this is a Russian president who is absolutely convinced by his own rhetoric and by his own uh, viewpoint of uh, current events in Ukraine and the history of Ukraine uh, that he absolutely needs now to take this kind of military action.
0: But when we get that uh, address later today, UK time, Simon, tomorrow in the USA from President Biden, you you still think that what we're going to hear is more sanctions, ever tighter sanctions, more rhetoric, but there is not not least because of that poll that you touched on earlier. Only 26% of Americans would support military action. You don't think that we're going to hear anything along those lines?
1: No, I don't don't think we will hear anything along the lines other than the President of the United States saying that he is determined to protect NATO's eastern flank. I mean, he did announce uh, another, what, 600 troops and a raft of helicopters being uh, sent to the Baltic states uh, yesterday, I think. Mm. Uh, The White House was, was absolutely declarative about this today. Joe Biden is not going to be uh, goaded into a war. He is not going to declare war on Russia. Uh, now, they insisted that there were other ways uh, of defending Ukraine, providing the lethal weaponry and assistance that they've sent to Ukraine in recent weeks, including those uh, javelin anti-tank missiles, uh, continuing to sanction uh, senior figures within the Russian elite. And I think sanctions against, uh, as we discussed earlier, Darren. Sanctions Mm. against Vladimir Putin personally now absolutely have to be on the table. Sanctions have to be on the table against people like Sergei Lavrov, the wily foreign minister who dutifully lined up alongside all the other members of uh, President Putin's National Security Council earlier in the week and participated in that sort of North Korean-style pantomime of supporting what was a decision that Vladimir Putin absolutely clearly had already made. I mean, Everyone in that room is at risk now of being sanctioned by the United States and at risk of seeing their assets in London, in New York, in other parts of the world, being frozen by the United States. The question is, uh, you know, how effective will those sanctions be? How long-lasting will they be? Uh, And what happens to the sort of American rhetoric that we've heard from Joe Biden since he came into office of, you know, we're going to challenge Russia in areas where we have to, but where we can work together, we will work together. And they've spoken even in recent weeks about working together on nuclear disarmament, for example, or having a serious conversation about the deployment uh, of American military resources on NATO's eastern flank and maybe pulling some of those resources back, for example, from places like uh, Poland. But, uh, I mean, at this point, all bets now are completely off in that regard.
0: All right, Simon, we'll talk again. Thank you very much. That's Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. You will hear That uh, address to the U.S. nation by Joe Biden later today.